Welcome to another episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jared Dam, and this week we are talking about fuck buddies. Yep, fuck buddies. Look, I told y'all this season I'm going to be unapologetically me, and I go all in with my guests this week on this subject. But before I introduce my guests, let me ask you this question. Have you taken the time to press that subscribe button yet? I mean, what are you waiting on? Whether you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else, you don't want to miss a single episode. Do us both a favor and hit that subscribe button. And if you so happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give me a five-star rating and a review. This is important for the algorithms or some shit. I don't know. That's what I, that's what they told me. So can you just do me a favor? Just, just hit that button for me. Now, it's about damn time that I spoke to Bridgetta Giles. She's a sex educator and a certified family life educator. We'll, we'll discuss what brought her into this unique field, what services that she provide to educate and promote sexual positivity, and I'm asking her an array of questions that people always want to know about sex. And by people, I mean me. I am people. <laughs> Not to mention we talk about the pros and cons of fuck buddies, as we talked about. So, without any further ado, sit back, relax, listen to Bridgetta and me. It's about damn time. All of its glory. Here I tell my story. <laughs> so, so people don't know. We, we've been talking for like forty-five minutes prior to, to prior to this recording. <laughs> I don't know why you put up with me? <laughs> I understand. I don't, what do you mean? What do you mean? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the lovely, the talented. Uh, Hype me up. Go ahead. Yeah, the the effervescence. Oh, oh. I know some words. Um, Bridgetta Giles. Um, she is a a sex educator and a. I want to make sure I got this right. A CFLE, which yep. is a certified family life educator. Absolutely, I got it right. Because you, you know, got it right. Uh, yay! Because I've been messing that up. Um. I have been. So, Bridgetta, or I, I like to call you Jetta, um, how how did you get start? How do you get started being a sex educator? Like, how does that happen? Once upon a time, <laughs> in a faraway land called Tallulah, Louisiana. Let me stop playing. Um, Tallulah, Louisiana. It started off with. Um, my, me being raised by my grandparents and then being very, very open about sex. Like they were not, not pleasure. Let me be very clear. Mm. Uh, just sex, the functionality of sex. I never got that whole, um, don't have sex to your married conversation. Like I didn't get that. Like, listen, if you're going to be out here fucking, this is what you do. This is it. This is what happens. You could potentially uh, have sex and nothing happens. You can have sex and you get pregnant. You can have sex and you get STD. We don't want that shit. So he protect yourself. Well, that conversation had value 
there were some missing pieces, but it had value. But it wasn't the same thing that was given to me um, at school. We didn't have actual sex education, but we would have assemblies where nurses would come and talk to um, the guys in the auditorium and the girls in the gym. Mm. Like, and I'll never forget it. Like one of the nurses was like, condoms can't break. The fuck? Right. <laughs> and now mind you, I was like, eh, ninth, tenth grade, um, had never had sex before. So like I'm sitting here with the the stunned, shocked look on my face, like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Of course they can break. What? And everybody's like, Pajetta, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you ain't out here fucking. Shut up. And I'm like, y'all are gonna fuck so many people up with this misinformation because the message was was try they they were trying to fear people into not having sex or scare people into not having sex. So like it doesn't matter. You wear a condom, you know, it it if a guy says it's broke, they lying. That that don't feel like it would stop some. Okay, it was just a lot of misinformation because, like, the overall message was: be abstinent, don't have sex until you're married. Period. So I didn't like that. Um, so in my mind, I'm like, I had a dream of becoming like the black um, Dr. Ruth, mm. just with a little bit more spice to myself. Um, mm. But as I grew, I was like, you know, I really don't want to be a therapist. Um, my mom's an educator, my grandmother's an educator, my aunt's an educator. I come from a line of educators and it just felt better to provide education to people. Um, so that's how I got here. So break, it, break that down for people who don't know. Oh. You said therapist. And, yeah, and yeah. You're an educator. Educator, yeah. So, so what's the difference between a sex therapist and a sex educator? Let me add a little sauce to it because you also have sexuality counselors <laughs> just to make it even more complicated. <laughs> okay. All right, so a sexual educator is someone who educates um, the the masses on different topics in the sex sexuality intimacy realm. Right, uh-huh. it's kind of the the how teach you the how. Sexual therapists can do that too, right? But they are also uh, trained to provide diagnoses um, to kind of dig into some pathologies and help your overall mental health as it is connected to your sexual health, mm, mm, right? Okay. Counselors are like, sexuality counselors, it's new. There are not many sexuality counselors out there. I'm actually studying um, and in a certification program to become a sexuality counselor. I'm just trying to work my hours. Mm. Um, but it's kind of a hybrid. You're able to provide the educational piece, but you also help people um, people draft out their goals and you help them create a path to achieving their goals. It's shorter term, typically four to six weeks of work every week to help them get closer to their goal. So that's really the difference. Um, sexuality counselors can be doctors. They can be um, clinic workers, could be just educators. It can be anyone who connects with people who may have um concerns in that area okay okay cool cool all right so you're a sex you're a sexual educator sex educator right Uh Uh all right and you you have a site um we'll go ahead and promote you right now um that's bgilescoaching.com am i I correct all right yes bgilescoaching.com now in, in your site 
you know, because I'm a, I'm a broadcast jo- journalist to some okay, degree. Okay, okay. Not, really, not really, I'm just nosy. But, but because, because I'm nosy and I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be perusing sites and everything and looking for information for the, for the podcast, I, I see that you provide some services. That's so cute. I have one in particular that I'm curious about, but I would like for the for the for the audience to know what services do you provide as a sex educator? So for me, and it varies from person to person, but for me, because I have all these other certifications, um, little known fact about me, I'm also an ordained minister. Look at you. Look at that. Um, me too. Oh my god, look at oh that. <laughs> Why are we like this? I mean, because we, we, we both did on, on the same website. Oh, yeah. And only you can be started on, on how my mama felt about me being ordained after. Like, mama, I'm not preaching in a, in a pulpit. Whatever. Your services. Go ahead. I'm listening. I mean, I preach the, the, the good the good news of, of the sex. So The good news of the sex. You should write that down somewhere. I'm going to write that down. The good yeah. news of the sex. Hallelujah. Um... <laughs> Uh, with my uh, Certified Family Life Educator um, certification, um, I have the ability to, to teach parenting, to teach um, marital education, provide marital counseling, all these different things. So um, one of the services I provide is I'm a wedding officiant mm-hmm. um, with an interest in um, being an officiant for LGBTQIA couples, um, also for... Uh, commitment ceremonies versus traditional weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, also, relationship expansive ceremonies. So, um, our polyamorous couples who are wanting to make their um, make a statement with a ceremony. Um, oh, okay. Yes, okay. that's 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 my focus um, because not many people do that. Um, not many people see the value and honor those types of unions. So. I do. Wow. Okay. That's, 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 that's great. That's big. That's like, um, cause for, forgive me. Cause my, <laughs> my knowledge on this. So like, on um, uh, Tiger King, you know, like Joe, Ex- <laughs> Joe exotic. I do like, <laughs> listen, I sat with, with my best friend, Badisha, LMSW, doula and training, awesome, awesome woman. Um, what up, V? What up, V? Shout out to hey, me. Yeah. Sorry. Um, she got me hooked on Tiger King, and I was hooked. Like, when I tell you, I got to watch it like two or three times because the first episode, I felt like I was high. I swear to God, I was like, did I, who put something in my drink? Because I know. I missed something. <laughs> Did they say he he got two? Hu- Wait, <laughs> somebody. What? <laughs> like it was so crazy. But yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So you would like, marry Tiger I, King. I would, I would stand in the gap um, for for Joe and all his husbands, and I would provide a commitment ceremony um, and honor them and honor their love as it should be. All right, so here's the, the tigers, though. Now you talk about you talk about a lot of services, but here's the service that I okay. am interested in. Okay, okay. okay. all right. Okay. Blow by <laughs> blow. 
Felicia 101. Oh, talk to me. Talk to me. Let me hear what what's going on there. It's a workshop that people are able to book through my website. Um, I do offer virtual classes when the world opens back up. I do provide it um, in person in smaller groups. Mm. Um, where we take dildos, actual mm. dildos, and I teach the fine art of fellatio. And for those who are a little like, what the fuck is fellatio? I teach you how to suck dick like a chick. <laughs> like, I am so proud of this class. Actually, Blow by Blow was the first class that I started back in 2014. It blew up. It blew up. Most people like, I know how to suck dick. What are you talking about? And that was my concern when I started it. But mm. it's so fun. And I throw fire hydrant. I throw information about the anatomy of a penis, the psychology of of just really sexual communication. Right. Like I'm gonna say 85% of the class is sexual communication. Like, how mm. do you communicate? Um your your concerns with your partner, um, as well as what to do to that thing. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> love it up. You gotta no. love it up, but you gotta know what you're doing, and you gotta know um, pleasure zones, and you gotta talk to your partner about what their pleasure zones are. And yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna sit between reading about this service mm-hmm. and about how you described it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Just just the sound of it gives me pleasure. I know. I knew at some point I was going to hear that today. I knew it. I was waiting. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I do. I do. Try not to be like overly, you know, masculine, toxic, masculine, and everything like that. I think that it's, it's it's a great service um, to provide. Look, I mean, you know what? Hey, to be fair, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. I own just a blow by blow class. Maybe you know, create like some sort of uh, the alternate. You know, you know, because because everybody can can do conolingus class. Conolingus class. Oh, a conolingus class. See, I I, I like alliteration, I like so that that works for me. That works for me. I like how that rolls off my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So moving right along. <laughs> So let me ask you this: What's, What, yes. when in your sex education journey um, yes. and career, what is like the number one thing that when when people come to you, what's the number one thing that's 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 an issue that that you have to deal with? Um, it varies. I'm gonna say couples. The couples that have come to me is, excuse me, unbalanced libidos. So you have one partner who's feels as though they're quote unquote sex drive is here, like up high, and mm-hmm. the other partners is down low, right? Like it's unbalanced. My favorite line, everything is communication. Mm. It's not always about, oh, I have more of a desire for sex. Sometimes it is, but most of the time they're not on the same page sexually. Mm. I'm gonna say 90% of the time, you know, I'm not a numbers person, but a lot of the times it's on the front end, they didn't talk about sex. They mm-hmm. just kind of fell into sex. So they're just not on the same page when it comes to desires, when it comes to what pleases one another. They're not on the same page of what sexual exploration looks like in a relationship. Gotcha. Um, and also they don't take into consideration like life factors. 
and how that affects um, intimate communication and just intimacy in their union. Mm. For individuals, um, it's a lot of not knowing what you don't know. Um, right. I can see that. Traditionally, feminine-centered individuals aren't pushed to, to know themselves as sexual beings. So when they find themselves um, either wanting to or wanting to know more or finding themselves wanting to enter into these relationships, be them committed or not, they don't know what they don't know. Um, they have a lot of people still don't know what their clitoris is. Mm. Not knowing what their, I, no lie, what a uterus is. I've had that, especially working at the clinic. Like, I'm just throwing out these terms and these words and explaining procedures and all of that. And they're like, um, what's a cervix? And I'm not talking like youngsters. I'm talking like 30s, 40s, 50s, um, just be, because society has failed us. Right. Like, let's call it what it is. They don't push sex, sexuality, sex education. Um, you start talking about sex, you are labeled like a heathen. So. Mm-hmm. It really, it really mm-hmm. especially, especially in the South, especially in the South. Yeah. And, it, and it's, and it's, and it's interesting because that that's um, in last, last season, you know, I had this, I had this conversation with my mom about which conversations with your mom. Thank oh, you for listening. Cause yeah. you know what, I, you know what? Some people were like, yo, I love your mom, but I don't know if I can listen to an hour of you and your mom talk about masturbation. Man, that gave me such joy and like, like legit, don't be mad. But I shared them with, like every um, sexual health network group that I am in. Like, I'm like, these are conversations that we really should celebrate. Like legit, a mother and son having an open ass conversation about sex, about masturbation. Like, I'm gonna call it what it is. Black people, we need to do this shit. We need to listen to it. We need to take notes. We need to understand the power in these moments. So I shared that. Like, I shared that like every day. <laughs> like, did y'all listen? Man, that shit dope, right? <laughs> so just so you know, like your I, information, like I, I am, I am, I am not upset about that at all. As, as a matter of fact, people, people feel free to to go back and listen to season one. Listen to that episode available on, on all podcasting platforms. If you listen on Apple, please write a five star review. Um, all of that, all of that. I'm gonna promote. <laughs> I need a tutorial. <laughs> Look at me. I need a tutorial on that. I got you. I got you. Content coming. I'm, I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a screen showing of how to how to do that, and then and then post it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna share my screen and do that. You can do that on on Apple. I know you knew the iPhones. You can actually. You, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. All right. So that that's that that is good. The the whole imbalance thing sexually is like the number one thing, which. You know, probably st- stereotypically, most guys would be like, "Yeah, I ain't getting enough sex." And mo- so, on the spot, I know you. Wait, I know you're oh, not a numbers person. Oh, well, go ahead. Hold on. It has been my experience that it's the other way around. What? All the time. Like I get that all the time. Oh, I bet it's more. You know, the 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 feminine spouse versus the masculine, quote unquote, or however you gonna say it. Um, it's not. No, for for me and the work that I have done, it has been. Um, the the wife and the husband or the girlfriend versus the boyfriend and like the boyfriend's quote unquote like here and the, the wife is here or has an interest in doing more. 
Ooh. has an interest in doing more. And I think it has more to do because I'm in a rural area. Mm. And we got the Bible Belt and we have um, people really having a very narrow view of what sex is. Mm. And what's mm-hmm. um, acceptable versus not acceptable. So when a, um, a, a wife is like, hey, I want a threesome. Or hey, I want um, you know, I want to try pegging. You know, they 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 ain't with that shit because they have been taught that oh, um, only only bad girls or whatever. I don't know whatever terminology people the hoes, whatever stupid terminology. Um, they only do that. Like I don't have you for that. Mm. Look, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I, not not so much for the for the pegging part. That ain't my thing. But um, yo, I need to find these. I need to find these women that's that's, that's like down for these threesomes. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's just, that's just me talking out loud. Uh, <laughs> yes. So we're, I do. we're everywhere. Oh, oh, we're, we're everywhere. Yeah, we'll talk offline about that. I'm saying. <laughs> um, uh, so <laughs> I do want to ask you this: since we, since we're talking personal, mm-hmm. um, as a sex educator, yes, and as far as is as far as dating is concerned, oh, um, what how, how is how is it how is it because because people I know people probably have these expectations in their head of a sex educator when they meet them versus reality. How is that? Break that break that aspect down for me. I, for one, feel as though I'm a very vanilla partner. Um, don't do this. You're not doing this. I didn't say anything. Oh, I can't. I I can't wrap my mind around a sex educator being a vanilla person. Okay, Neapolitan. So, um, my experience has been not great. Um, early on, um, when I first started my practice back in 2014, like I. It was horrible. It was horrible. Like I would get random, even more random dick pics because it Mm. happened. Um, I would get these unnecessary conversations from people I had known for years, like not just, you know, randoms, like people I had known throughout my childhood. When you associate yourself with the word sex, people just get just real different real quick. And I get it. I get it. Society has has uh, put us in a space where we we have to feel like we suppress so much of who we are sexually that when you find someone who's open, like oh shit, let me let me throw all of this that I have repressed at this one person because I know they will they'll accept it. It don't work like that, homie. Um, consent <laughs> is still a thing. <laughs> consent is still a thing. Um, and so for about two. A year and a half to two years, like I really was questioning whether or not I wanted to continue because I really thought that it would mean that I would not be in a relationship. Like I had to choose between being in a relationship or following my passion and my dreams. Wow. Got to me. It really got to me for a little while. But then I was like, you know what? I'm okay with being single for the rest of my life if I'm feeding the community, if I'm doing like living in my dream, living in my passion. Like I'm good with that. and then, you know, I elevated my thinking, shifted my mindset. Um, who's for me is for me. My tribe is my tribe. So true. true. Um, whoever. Whoever comes um, 
and I hate the word accept. It's not about acceptance, but who who walks this walk with me? Um, that's that's not a deterrent. So. Yeah, yeah. It it takes it it takes a a, a strong individual. You out here talking about dick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it takes. I don't, I wouldn't even say it takes a strong individual. It just takes an individual with with a different mindset that, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> associate that with 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 infidelity or or that you just out there just just doing your thing. Um, Slanging. Yeah, just slanging. When is the last time I talked to y'all about the whole damn show dot com? You know what? Don't rack your brain about it. It's been far too long. Now, the whole damn show.com is a hub for all of my digital content. All of my blog posts, this podcast, the Vex Intellects podcast, video content, playlists, and more all in one place. Now, if you miss my social media posts promoting my content, or you're taking a break from social media, or you're just avoiding that creepy person that likes your pictures a little, a little too much, huh? Am I that person for some of y'all? Jeez. Wow. Sorry. Anyway, you don't want to miss all of this entertaining, educating, and captivating pieces of content. So I got you. Go to thewholedamnshow.com, and at the top right of the screen, type in your email address and subscribe. That's it. Now you're guaranteed not to miss a thing. So, Brigetta. Yes, sir. All right. Now, I scoured... The internet. I I yeah. listened to some of my listeners. Not scouting. Some of my own questions. I was like, yo, when you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to have a sexual educator, Ooh. you know, you Take you want to you want to sit there and get all the questions you can in. Um. So you know, I want to ask away. So I I came up with a list. Of questions. I see. Okay. Um, I'm with talking it. about doing like a round robin type thing, you know, like going like real fast, like rapid questions. But you know what? Some I'm long winded. Yes, it's fine because some of these things we gotta savor anyway. We all, I want, I want to entertain and educate the masses and myself. So I am going to read some of these questions, and um, you know, you just hit me up and let me know what's going on now. Okay. As an educator. Mm-hmm. What was your most interesting um, case scenario? I don't, I don't know what to call it. Uh, session. Um, yeah, my most interesting session would have be would have to be. Um, it didn't have anything to do with the actual session. I think my most interesting one was I actually did a uh, swing one on one class. Um, this was twenty fifteen ish 14 okay swing 101 um and, and it was at a, a a friend's home um and they had invited different couples who were interested in the lifestyle so i gave a very like very basic information about swinging and again about communicating and things of that nature and how to seek out couples and all of that greatness and i thought that was going to be it right Gave great information. Um, I'm a fat ass, so I like food. So it was over with. 
Yeah, it was over with. And I was getting, you know, put my shit in my whole bag, um, my little props and books and pamphlets and shit. And I went to the kitchen because they had like a little spread and get my food. And I'm hearing like moaning and groaning. I'm like, they're watching porn. Like, what's going on? And, you know, my I peep back in to the living room area and like they fucking fucking like fucking fucking getting it in animal style. I'm all I'm with shits. And I'm like, wait. Oh, they mean right now. <laughs> like y'all, what? What is happening? Y'all ain't waiting for me to leave. <laughs> you ain't waiting for me to leave or anything. Like it was legit, like I was the opening act to an orgy and had no fucking clue. I'm with the shits. Just let me know what it is. Like I knew I was on program, but I didn't know who was what was after me on the program. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like after the show was the after party. <laughs> it was the after party, and I'm sitting here with my little plate eating chicken wings and cheese and shit. And Rotel, I love party too. Rotel, and I'm like, oh. Doop, 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 time to go. All right, friends. So I'm having to tiptoe while people fucking and sucking. I'm like, okay. It's great. That's by far the most interesting situation I've ever found myself in. Yeah, that's interesting. I was with it, like, well, nice thing you got there. Write that down and add it to a class. Okay. All right. What about um, G spots, male and female? So do do they exist? So yes and no. Yes. We no. have to. Sh- I know we have to shift our mindsets when it comes to to conversations around G spots. It's more of areas, right? Um, when we're looking at um, vulva owners. The G spot is like 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 people can see me. Um, a few inches inside of the vaginal canal, and you have that little you know they. they that's see that's, where, you, that's where you hither. that's where you insert your fingers in, and you and you curve your fingers a little bit. Right, like a little like the little come hither, yeah. right? Yeah. But what people don't realize is that you know we have the the um, clitoral structure, right? So we have the 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 head of the clitoris, we have the shaft, we have the, the legs, we have the bulb. I wish I could share my screen so you can see all these pieces. Wait, here it is, right? This thing. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Maybe you can take a screenshot. I don't know. (laughs) Right? So we're going to pretend that it's like this. And this little opening piece is where the vaginal opening would be. And then you have the urethral opening there. But you have the vaginal opening here. So I love I love that you're showing me this on a, on an audio podcast. I, on I, love podcast. I love this. <laughs> I, right. Sorry. So there's the vaginal opening between the bulbs <laughs> of the clitoral structure, right? Right. So we're teaching people to to insert fingers inside of the vaginal, um, to put inside the vaginal canal, and we're telling them to do this, right? <laughs> What's right. happening? you're really hitting up against the back of the clitoral structure, right? And of course, you're going to have some tissue that, that's in between here and your fingers, but you're hitting up against the clitoral structure. And it's not just a spot, it's the entire area. Mm. So 
There is some research that supports, and again, when it comes to the G-spots, things are ever-changing and growing research. In 2021, we're st- we are still researching this shit and bringing it to every to, to the masses as fast as we get it. But there's some data that supports that it really is like a form of clitoral stimulation. So but for the from- record, for the record, for, for the guys listening, for the guys listening. Out of spot, it's an area. Yeah. So and and every person's body is different. So to say, oh, you just you know you go like a few inches. Insert your fingers, and you want to do like 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 a come hither motion. And then come hither motion. That's the way to do it. Come hither motion. Come hither motion. All right. But what if you have a partner that this won't the come hither motion won't do it? So you have to spread your fingers a little bit and come hither. Oh, 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 see, I I never did that. It depends, but it depends on the on your partner. So that's where that that communication and exploration. Um Mm. and off top, my biggest piece of advice for anybody, if you find yourself with a partner who who doesn't quite know how to communicate their pleasure or do a little bit of investigative work with them about what work they've done solo to know what they like. Mm. and encourage them to start there and it could be you know a partnered situation but allow them to explore themselves in your presence if they're comfortable um so that they can communicate to you You ladies ladies ladies, if you're listening masturbate in front of your man absolutely oh yes i have i have a my go-to activity with couples who are experiencing um, issues with like communicating what they want to their partner is called mirror mirror mm. where there's there there could be touching if they want but the idea is not not to touch one another it's to sit across from one another like completely open and masturbate um, masturbate and allow your partner to watch you mm. At okay. the same time. Okay. So your focus and your eyes are on exactly what they're doing with their hands, how they're breathing, what what's working for them that they're doing and taking note of that while you are doing the same for yourself. See, how, how is that going to work? Because, I mean, because... because It's a challenge. And I mean, yeah, because if, if, if I'm masturbating, if, mm-hmm. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm going to be exposed and vulnerable right here on this, okay. on this platform, yeah. right? If I'm if I'm masturbating, mm-hmm. um, my eyes. First of all, I got the coconut oil. Uh, <laughs> Excellent choice. Yeah, shout out shout out to you for that one. That was a good suggestion for you. Yeah. Wow. So it's changed my whole masturbation structure. I'm but, telling you, it's a, it's a it's a really good organic lube too. But mm. there we go. Yeah, y'all getting y'all getting some tips, and, and I'm, me too. All right, so I got the coconut oil right. Mm-hmm. So I, I got that going. Now either I am I am watching porn mm-hmm. to to get stimulated that way, and I guess I guess that's what I can I guess that's what I can do. You know, when I'm watching her masturbate, or I I, I got my eyes closed and I'm envisioning some things. So it, it's right. hard to focus when I'm when I am focused on my particular pleasure. Right. So sexual mindfulness. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. In in coupled play, you you want all of that that noise you're you're you going into your reel in the back of your head or to a porno or whatever the case may be you want all that attention to now go to what you're seeing 
You're, you're being mindful of what's happening in the present moment, in your present intimate moment with your partner, mm. right? It's going to be great. I'm, I'm like a sexual mindfulness practitioner. Like I push this idea like nothing else because it really does change the whole feel of your sexual interactions with people. Like it does. Um, it does so much for your, 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 your pleasure as well as the pleasure of your partner, but that's not what we're talking about. Sorry. Okay. You know, I'm a no. squirrel. I'll do all that. So the, the idea is that you're, you're paying attention to what they do. And it's, it's really helpful for people who have a hard time putting things into words. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you, you get a visual of it and you can communicate, you can talk it through. Like if you don't understand what exactly is happening, you can ask, um, make it sexy, make it fun. Um, you can even say what you're doing. Um, if, if you're comfortable with that. So, well, all right. So, so quickly, I know we, I know we spend a lot of time on a female or on a female G-spot yes. because, and... because I'm, I'm interested in the female G-spot, but I guess I got to be fair. So male G spot. to be, man. Is, there, is that a is that a thing? Cause yo, <laughs> sir, That's... that is your prostate gland. Oh man, I knew you were gonna say that shit. Oh okay, all right. It's, it's um... your prostate. It is your prostate. There's no way to get around it. Um, it's a beautiful thing, and it is probably would give you one of the depending on on what you're like, what you like, one of the hardest orgasms you will ever have in your life. Jeez. It's okay. It's all good. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna take And and the same thing applies. It there's you know, there's some insertion into the anus and, and there's the come so you gotta you, they gotta and the come hither with oh, oh or, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But I mean, again Listen, the same thing applies to to the um, vulva holders, penis havers, haverers. I don't know what where it works with that, but you know what I'm talking about. Penis owners. There we go. All right, there you go. There you go. Um, solo exploration. Like if you're if for whatever reason, if you don't feel comfortable talking about this with your partner, I'm not even going to get into that conversation, but you should feel comfortable having conversations with your partner. But um, it is OK to to solo play and, and figure that out for yourself. Right. So that you can communicate what you want. And if you're with a partner who ain't with the shits, who who is not conscious and open to your pleasure, no matter what that looks like, you got to have some real serious conversations about the health of your relationship. I don't, I don't know if you're gonna have too many guys that are gonna be self exploring their prostate to try to get an orgasm. You um, say that. Wait, but... all right. From my perspective of people that I know, I don't I don't know too many guys that would do that. But hey, what's I am that, not... what's that um TikTok that's going around. How would they know? They're gonna know how but how would they know? I, that's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, you know what? You know what? I'm not I'm not shaming in any way. Uh all right. So we talk about organ so we talk about you know, getting, getting orgasms. Um, I ran across this, and this is, I, I ain't know nothing about this, so I, I need you to educate me, um, educator. Um, cervical orgasms. Is that a, is that, that's a thing? Like, like first of all, first of all, as a man, Penis we know where the vagina is. 
Some of us know you know that. No, Paul, know. I'm about to say, no, let's 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 back that up. First off, and can I give this real quick disclaimer? Yeah. You cannot see a vagina. Yeah, really, hey, friends, really stop asking to see. Let me see your vagina. I cannot. It's on the inside parts. I can't, you know, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, bust it all the way open so you can kind of look at the walls and put your head in. Like, I don't, I know. That doesn't happen. So, so what are people, see, what, what do people want to see? You want when, to see if it's not a vagina. The vulva. The external genitalia. Right? That is what most people, when they, let me see that pussy, or Whatever, that's the that's the vulva, you know. So pussy is comprehensive of vagina and vulva. It can be yes. All right, I'll take that. When, when, take when that. people when people say pussy, they're they're meaning vulva most of the time. But if you're like, oh, let me get some pussy, like like I want to put my dick in your pussy, like you're talking about mm. your innards. Okay. Okay. Vaginal All right. Canal. All right, so what to break it down the, the, the cervical thing that's cervical orgasm. So how 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 deep do I gotta go to give somebody a, a... I'll, I'll so, take a Where my pen so let me so let me back up a little again. So number one, it goes back to make sure you are having conversations with your partner about what that means for them and to them. Um and I also want to say this people with vaginas. If you've never experienced an, an, a vaginal orgasm, it's fine. I know a lot of people get really hung up on that. Like, oh, my God, I've never, that's never happened for me before. Um, <laughs> there's a whole lot of research or conversations. I won't say research, but conversations about basically all orgasms are different forms of clitoral orgasms. Mm. There's some conversations around that, but I think, I, I, think, I, think, I think I've seen some of that research. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. We, but more research needs to happen about um, that that specific um, anatomy. Okay. Right. Um, cervical orgasms, the, the cervical massage, um, plantar cervical play is literally that. It is playing around, bumping up against, feeling the sensation of something hitting against the cervix. For those people who don't know, uh, the cervix is the this piece of a piece of tissue. Like people can see me doing this. Great. Right. right? I mean you, so comical. Yo, I'm thinking the visual down right now. I'll just let y'all know now. Regina has the visual <laughs> down. You can't see a damn thing. You can't see nothing. Just know I'm working hard over here to show you <laughs> Feel the energy, yo. <laughs> it's the little like flap of tissue between that um, protects the uterus, but it's between the vaginal canal and the uterus. So it's mm. this, right? Okay. So vaginal canal, when a penis is going inside, it's hitting up against it, right? Now, again, there's some research that shows that it's actually the stimulation from um, the penis going into the vagina, the, the nerves in the vaginal canal, the actual clitoral system being hit up against, and you're feeling it and all, all of the things, it's the melting pot of pleasure and it's a very strong orgasm brought on by um, cervical play. 
but going, it's really you're going deep in that thing. You're, you're going, going deep in that thing. All right. So okay, um, for people in solo play, because again, not everyone likes for their service to be banged out. Spoiler alert: size only matters to people that size matter will matter too. There's zero research that says if you have a 30 inch schlong that you are going to just give all the orgasms in the world. That's not how it works. No, not at all. Good because I I don't I don't have 30 inches. I don't don't think anyone does. I actually don't know the research around like the the largest penis size. Like I don't know that. I feel like after we get off get off here, you're gonna Google it. You're gonna. gonna, I'm definitely gonna Google that. All right. Well, hold on. Um, hold on. So while sorry. while we're talking about this, like let, let's get to this. Let me get to the this main thing that I know people want to know about. And as it, a matter of fact, um, I think I know what you're about to say. <laughs> you already know. And as a matter of fact, um, a couple of weeks ago, I you know I spoke about this on on my other podcast that I'm, I'm involved with, the mm-hmm. Vex Intellects, available on all podcasting platforms. Yes. Um, we talk about squirting. Now there there was there was a there was a uh, a a celebrity JT from City Girls I don't know if you know, I don't know if you're familiar um, she tweeted um, basically like <laughs> y'all face it squirting is pain let's get over it and I, and and we refuse to believe that but now I got a sex educator right here please tell me what I want to know squirting. Is it is it is it some magical elixir that just comes out, or is it is it pee, or wh- what is it? Well, depends on what you're talking about. Oh shit! When people <laughs> depends on what you're talking about. So when people say squirting, um, they use it as an umbrella term for three very different phenomena. Well, not necessarily different phenomena, but three phenomena, right? So you have the squirting orgasm, which when most people think of squirting, this is what they're talking about, like a gush yeah, of, yeah. Of, of fluid, right? Squirting that's, orgasm. That's the one. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> There's three. Like the squirting orgasm is. Um, I didn't it, get that. You can also try oh, spelling it. Siri, Siri thought I was talking to. Oh, oh man. Siri, 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 I'm going to talk about Siri. Siri want to join in on this. Siri want to talk about squirting too. No, boo. I'm sorry. Um. Squirting orgasm is actually um, expulsion of um, urine during an orgasm. But wait, 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 wait. Now, that's a squirting orgasm. So second, you have um, um, sexual incontinence, which is obviously the loss of um, bladder control during sex, right? And then you have... um, ejaculation of uh, people with vaginas, right? So that is more of an, I hate this word. I really want to find another word for it. You, you're really good with words. Ooze. It's, mm. it's not as much fluid. Stop. I like, I like ooze. <laughs> you, you like the word ooze. I like the word ooze. It, it, it's slower flowing. It's not as much um, fluid. Um, and it is a combination of some some fluid from the bladder, but also fluid from what's called the skein's glands, which is also called it's also called periurethral glands. 
you, you, you give us the whole science lesson. So I know, so, right? So, but my, my so bottom it, line is it it has some components. It, ha- it does have some components of urine, um, but what most people see, there people hear people talk about creaming, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. white creamy. I've um, heard that once or twice. You heard that once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that is that milky fluid that um can has been known to be discussed when talking about um ejaculation of people with vaginas. Um now here's the thing: people can have squirting orgasms and um ejaculation of people with vaginas at the same time, mm. which typically is it's kind of what happens like you have the cream situation you have like a little oozy situation um a lot of people who have orgasms giving head and say that they they come while giving head um report that they have this this it's more of a ooze versus like a gush but some people who have orgasms they they give head and they gush so, all right well, is, is there a asking for a friend asking for a friend okay. is there a is there a particular code to unlock to get the score because so do all can all women squirt um well it depends it depends if you're talking yes and no there are a lot of yes and no's when we're talking it's about a lot of yes and no's. especially when we're talking about um people with vaginas just the research it's really hasn't historically hasn't been out there because you know when you got old white men doing all the research on um, sex back in the gap, you know, they just want to know what they got going on That's versus, true. you know, but I'm not getting into that, that, that piece of history lesson. But as the field of sex education and sexology grows, more and more people are wanting to have answers, like definitive answers to these questions. So um, is there a surefire way? Absolutely not really. <laughs> Absolutely not really. There is that quote unquote G spot or G area stimulation is like the the method that most sexperts um, turn to. Um, but it really depends on the person. Um, when you're talking about ejaculation of people with vaginas, um, the skeins glands, some people don't have them at all. And some people have very small glands that make it harder for the actual um, fluid to, to ooze <laughs> as easily. Um, so it really depends on the person's body, which is why self-sexual exploration is so important. So important. Because so important. as a partner, you wouldn't know. Look, you, I, you just I, wouldn't know. I, look, I got you on, on that self-exploration. I'm, I'm a, I'll be exploring. All right, so, so I got, oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, when I, when I finish the Okay, so all right, so I got one my question that I have and that pertains to kind of like what we're talking about with the body, and then I'm gonna get into a few more questions that that go with more so of the counseling itself and and in mindset. Okay. All right, so my question. Don't anal, do anal pleasure. Anal pleasure. Anal, anal pleasure. All right. So, look how how common is anal pleasure? Because um, before you said before you said then tell me that it's commonplace. 
It ain't it ain't commonplace in my common. You know what I'm saying? Like in my experience, my experience, it ain't even no common thing going on. So is it a common thing? Ain't no ain't no pleasure, like ain't no sex to do, do you feel like from from your experience or or more people open to doing so? And do you have these people's phone numbers? I'm just just throwing it out there. Just throwing it there out there. are there are a lot of people interested in um having anal sex. Right. There are a lot of people interested in having anal sex. There are a lot of people having anal sex. Right. The issue is people are those who are not doing it, but have an interest in doing it. They're afraid. Mm. Right. Um, It's new. It's new to them. Um, They don't know where to start. They don't know how to start. They again, they're they have a fear of pain. Um, They they feel like it's going to be this this. Oh, bust it wide open one stroke and I'm in there mm. <laughs> situation where it really is a number one a conversation number two well number one exploring you know self-exploration again mm. Mm. um understanding your own hang-ups and and what is it about it that that makes it so scary for you and talking to your partner about overcoming that and it's incremental right is you don't have to just so you gotta you gotta train yourself. It ain't you like porn where you, you just to do we just stick it on in and, and, and it's ready. No, don't do that. And lube, lube will be your best friend in any and all sexual play, but most definitely in anal play. Mm. Like mm. experiment with with different um, lubes. I would suggest for anal play. My go to is. Um, any water-based lube for everything, but water-based lube, you have to keep applying and applying and applying because it's just water-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but when you are being, you know, having safe sexual practices and you're using condoms, an oil-based lube break can break down the condom. Mm-hmm. So silicone-based lubes that might be that might be a good good bet. What's a silicon based lube? I mean, pastel is a silicone base. Mm. <laughs> like that's real. That's you trying to get me to get real scientific. I don't know that chemical makeup. Okay, okay. All right, all right. I mean, I'm just you know, I'm, I'm asking for a friend. I, 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 <laughs> but it is it's lots of lube. Like I think that's my biggest piece of advice after communication is and practicing would be use lots of lube. If you think you're using too much, probably use way more than that. Mm. So, yes. And they're cool. Oh, all right. So, so <laughs> thanks for that, by the way. Um, all right. So let me get into some more like less physical um, questions. I got a couple more for uh, for that. All right. Um, bottom line: open, open relationships. Yes. Do they work? They work for the ones that they're going to work for. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I really, I can't wait till there's a day that research is so much more advanced and I can give more definitive answers for things. Mm-hmm. But you have to take into consideration a lot of things: the motivation behind the open relationship, the personalities of the people involved in the open relationship, the end goals. Um, of of the the partners discussions on boundaries and things of that nature. Like if you yourself have no have never had a desire to be in an open relationship or any form of an ethical non monogamous relationship, 
and you're just trying to do it for your partner, it ain't gonna work. Mm. It's not gonna work. Like mm. you, you cannot be um, manipulated or motivated or or pushed into it by someone. It has to be something that you are enthusiastically um, a part of. So, yeah, gotcha. Okay, um, enthusiastically, but it, it worked. But for for people who live um, live that life and are dedicated to it, like it absolutely works. Right. How how often are are people, and I use air quotes, supposed to have sex? Like, if, you, if you're a couple, how often is that supposed to happen? I, I, and, and I feel like your eyes are telling me that it you already depends know what I'm about on the individual. Yes, it depends on the couple. It depends on their lifestyle. It depends on what's happening in their lives, their, their physical and mental state. It just depends on the stressors. So I, I I can't get you to say that 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 once a week or once a month is trash. I can't get you to say that, huh? You're not gonna get me to say that. Okay, all right. Um, all right, all right but I will look. say, but I I will say, spending quality time and nurturing sexual your sexual relationship really does really really or intimate. I don't want to say sexual intimate relationship really does strengthen the health of your relationship. And I'm being very careful in saying intimate because we have to hold space for people who are asexual and couples that that are both asexual. So asexual, asexual meaning you really don't have a desire for sex, the, the physical nature of sex. Huh. Yeah. Uh, don't don't introduce me to them people. Introduce me to the ones that that, that do, do do the anal. Okay, so um <laughs> But okay, I'm, I'm, so, glad you, just just I'm so glad you said that though, because these those are the types of conversations that I think people should have, like when they're when they're linking up and when they're meeting and, and getting to know one another. Like, like what does sex look like for you? How how do you value sex in relationships? And I think that is a question that is missed so often when people right. are, are right. just getting together and, and getting close. Um, because if you put sex this high in your relationship, there's literally nothing wrong with that. But it is not going to you are not equally yoked. If true, true. That's, someone that's right. who don't yeah. they don't value sex like that at all. Like yeah. how that how is that going to work? One or the other individual is going to like spend a lifetime trying to get them up to where they are or there's yeah. going to be a little level of settling because for me yeah. for me if you if we're meeting in the middle on something that is that much of value to me i'm being asked to settle mm-hmm. so. or or the euphemism compromise but yeah it's, it's settling. It's settling. Um, okay my opinion this is my opinion all right so um How do you tell your partner what you want in bed? Like I, that, that was from one one of my listeners. Um, I, I think you know scenario is that they just you know you communicate. First of all, you'd be like, okay, all right, I'm you know they, you know the, the, it's going down and it ain't, it ain't happening like I want it to happen now. All right, I'm, I'm communicating. You know, maybe maybe I'm I'm positioning your head or pushing positioning my body in a certain way. You know, to 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 get results. And that ain't that ain't happening. You ha- you sit there and you have the conversation. That ain't happening. What do you, what do you do at this point? 
So let me let me add some context to that. Um, say it's um, we're talking about a couple and we're going to use that. We're not having sex enough. OK. And I, I want to have sex way more often. That's happening. It's literally, hey, number one, I need to in my head, like, why haven't I done this this far? Right. What what is happening with me that I'm afraid to ha- let these words exit my chest? Like what what's the issue there? Um, because that might speak volumes of the, the health of, of your relationship. Like what's missing there. Right. Um, but the how. Hey, I like having sex with you. I want to do it more often. Can we talk about what's the barrier for that happening? Mm. Like, what is it? Is is it something? And is it something that can be healed or something that we can work through? Um. Yeah. So it's it's it's. it's I don't want to say it's that simple because there is a lot of lot of work that goes into that. Um, but again. If you don't feel comfortable having these conversations with your partner, is it because you yourself have a fear of talking about sex? And again, I don't blame people because society has taught us not to do that. Right. 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 Or is it that I don't trust my partner enough to listen to what I'm saying or I don't trust my partner enough, enough with this level of intimacy. Um, yeah, which which is a is a whole nother conversation and something that I would refer people to an actual sex therapist for. Mm, mm, mm. I see what I see what you do there. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So my 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 final question in in this in this uh ask a sex therapist segment um sex educator segment mm-hmm. um. In a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you love the person. You know, it's it's been old, it's been old. Y'all been doing this thing for a while. It's still it's still important. Like, I I know how if if I hold a leg like this, you know, she get in the position this okay. position when she know I'm about to like. It's just like you already okay. know. You it's got a, you have a, a sexual it routine. routine. It is a it, I don't want to say it's a routine. It is a fucking rut. Right? I felt like you were gonna say that. I it is a like fucking rut. You were right? just like, oh, okay, let's have sex. I mean, oh. you know, like that's that's on the point where you're at. You know, like mm-hmm. I in my mind, I think about that that, that movie, This is 40. Did you, did you see that movie? Um, small run in, in yeah. The, yeah, the, I remember the, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so he was like, You wanna have sex today? <sighs> I get it. You know what I'm saying? So right. me being 40, not saying I'm in a rut or anything like that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. But I'm saying me being 40, and, and I think about that stuff now. How do you keep it spicy? Like how sexual do you check-ins. you said several things? Sexual check-ins. Sexual check-ins. Yep. All Number right. one, before it gets to that that like I feel like it's about to be a rut. Um, the person who feels that, hey, listen, like, let's shake things up a bit. Um, let's brainstorm some ways that we could do that. Right. Um, I teach a brainstorming class because pe- that's that's commonplace. Like, you know, there's only so many positions. You know what I'm saying? Only so many things out here. Like, 
but just throwing ideas out there um, and keeping in mind uh, the sexual values, um, personalities, and interests, right? Um, it's harder for people who consider themselves to be introverts to, to brainstorm and say, yeah, I totally, I totally want to be involved in an orgy. Like probably won't be the first thing that comes into most people, most introverts head because, you know, they, they like, own oh, all them people. All the but, people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> right. But they might say, okay, maybe like, I, I want to watch you um, eat somebody's pussy. Like I don't, I don't want to be part of it. You know what I'm saying? I just want to watch you do it, right? I can see that. I, I can see that because you, you're you're an introvert, so you you want to you want to stay back and watch your partner do whatever. I can see that. So, but just having that conversation and making it fun, like making it a part of date night. Hey, let's brainstorm some shit that we could do to spice it up and like create a plan. I see a lot of people brainstorm and it stops at the brainstorm. Yes. Right? Yes. You brainstorm, then you pick like, you know what, for the next month, these are the two or three things maybe that we're going to do and create a plan around how are we going to get, how are we going to get there um, and set a date, set a date and do check-ins and hold one another accountable to that um, and make it fun. Because if it becomes a chore or a responsibility or an obligation, it's not going to be fun. So, yeah. Um, now we we spoke we spoke about you know what you do in your mm-hmm. services. We spoke about you know we, we had a whole ask ask a sex educator questions, which you know I, I probably had a lot of questions on. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> now I'm going to talk to you about about something that. Um, a lot of people can't wrap their mind around mm-hmm. um, fuck buddies. Yes. Now, what do you want to call it? Fuck buddies, sex buddies, <laughs> friends and benefits. benefits. Well, yeah. first of all, are those are those things interchangeable, or or are they different? Are they different? Because some people, I did some research because because okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a crackerjack researcher. Some people feel like um, friends with benefits mm-hmm. are different from sex or fuck buddies. Right. Friends with benefits, your actual friends, and y'all mm-hmm. communicate. Okay. Um, and then, and then you, and then you just add the sex part in there. Mm. You know, I've heard, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Truth is, there they are both forms of ethical non-monogamy. Okay, but, don't break it down for me. Okay, hold on. You talking the educational talk? Let me let me hear that. Ethical non-monogamy is where individuals um, have a mutual. I hate to say um, a mutual understanding. I really hate saying that because I don't think that 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 holds space for everything that it's supposed to. A symbiotic um, relationship. It, it's it is yeah. It's a it's consensual on on all sides that this is what we're doing and we are not monogamous with what we're doing, right? Mm. Like everyone is on the same page, right? Whatever that looks like. So I I can get behind there's a, there being a difference between fuck buddies and friends with benefits. Um, here's why. When we're looking at friends with benefits or fuck buddies, right? Well, friends with benefits, no. 
your friends. So that is a relationship that has compassion. There's an equal give and take. You support this person. They support you. Um, I could call this person in a time of need and this person would receive me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We just so happen to have sex sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, But we nurture nurture that friendship piece. We are still friends at the end of the day, but we're choosing not to be in a monogamous relationship for whatever reason that's unique to us. Right. Mm -hmm. Fuck buddies feels like we fucking. I don't call you if my car is flat on a random Tuesday. I could, I could, but the way we have structured the situation, that's not your role. But with that comes that conversation. Like you can't start or stop any, any type of relationship without that communication piece and talking about values and talking about how this is and is not going to work. So if you decide, if you and a person decide that, you know, we're just going to be, we're going to be fuck buddies. And this is what this means to me. Clarify that that's what that means for them. Because again, some, they may not share that same idea as you. Right. Right. And then you have a conversation. Well, what that means is this is what we do. We, we may have a situation where, you know what, every Wednesday we get together and we fuck, we may have dinner, may watch a movie, but we both know what time it is, right? Or if you know, if you are ever in need, like put me on the list. Like if you're in need, like I care about you as a person, just put me on the list, and and we'll see what happens. Um, but mm. it's all about how you and that person structure it. So all right, so and that kind of goes into my next question. So my next question is. Um, uh, are there rules to it? And, and, and apparently, it is. It, there are rules based on, based on the the individuals that are involved in it. Absolutely, like there there are no right or wrong ways to do anything, with the exception of not communicating your standards and hearing the standards of the person that you are with. All right, so um, I you know a lot of people, you know. We're in a we're in an era where we gotta be protect be um protective, um, especially not only with you know just venereal diseases in general, but um <laughs> but um you know, because of COVID. Yeah. And so um I did I did do some research. I think I think we even talked about that on on Vex on Vex Intellects um uh, a few episodes back, again, available on all podcasting platforms. Um we had a conversation about Dutch, you know, the Dutch government okay. uh, saying that, you know, suggesting to people that are single, mm-hmm. they should consider having a sex buddy, you know, to mm-hmm. to, to, to keep their... <laughs> they so, so progressive, right? Man, um, some dope shit, man. Yeah. I mean, but to keep the, um, you know, to keep the spread of, of COVID, you know, at a, at a minimal you yeah. designate one person because if you need somebody, you know, or whatever, like so, that's your person. Yeah, and 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 for me, I thought that was so. I thought that was so dope. But do they really work? Like, do do sex buddies, do fuck buddies, do friends with benefits? Because you see the movies, you see, right. the, you hear the stories that you heard. Do they really work? They can. <laughs> 
they can work for the people they're going to work for. But let me tell you the, the, the great thing about that. A good sign of whether or not it's going to work is doing check-ins um, and being really honest with yourself about what you what you're feeling. Um, if you start to have feelings that that you're wanting more, like don't sit on it, like stop and say, hey, I think we need to have a conversation because this is where my mindset is. Like I get how we started, but, you know, now I'm I'm developing feelings that are more than what we um said in the beginning. So how do how are we going to navigate that? Having that very clear conversation and being a partner who's open to have it and really staying true with your own standards as well. Like if you're like, no, nah, I like, I like, I don't want to, you know, change it. I don't want to stir the pot. You know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I don't want to be more. So now you're going to have to have a, a real serious conversation about what happens next. Right. You know, you have to have an, have, an, have an adult conversation about, all right, well, I, I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm not going to have something that I want, or I don't want to put you in a position where you're, you, I have expectations on you that you never agreed to or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, and I think people are afraid of that piece. Like it's all yeah. unbanded when you start. But when you start to feel something, I don't want to say nothing because I don't, I don't want them looking at me. No, exactly. you got to start right there and be, because you can really save a potentially really good friendship with somebody um, by just stopping and doing a check in. Because I think people, you get into things like, oh, okay, this is fun, this is great. Then there's a shift that happens when you acknowledge that shift and have a conversation and decide, you know what, no. I think we should just go back to just, you know, being friends without the intimate piece to it and have great friendships with the people. There are no resentments built. There's no looking at the person like, oh, you know, how dare you not want me like I want you like that, you, that, you avoid that piece. That seems that seems so hard. Like, like you, you it, it, I had it in my I had it in my notes to sit there and talk about what is the person catching feelings. So you, you kind of covered that. But yeah. but for. If I could be vulnerable, and you know, it, it on this platform, uh, on, on your I, platform, <laughs> on my platform, yes. I I have had, um, I've had friends with benefits mm-hmm. experiences um, throughout mm-hmm. my life. I mean, you know, whatever, you know, what I'm saying so. Um, it's really weird when a person catches the, catches the, all the feelings, all of them, yeah, all of the feelings, and. Um, it's, it's, it's now in my experience, it's not impossible, mm-hmm. but it's 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 not likely um, that after you had a conversation when you separated, because first of all, you don't want to separate, it, especially if it's good. Like, like oh my god, it's so good. Or or even if it's not good, it's or I mean, it's okay, it's it's adequate, it's cool, you know. But it's the only thing that you got going on right now, so you definitely don't want to sit there and separate it. Oh. Oh. Two it's things, two different things that happen. You know, that's a good thing. One, we don't live in mediocrity. But I, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't do it now. But I mean, there was a time in my life. Um. Anyway, so shout out to all my six buddies. Uh. So, so <laughs> you go get in so much trouble. I know. You go get Sorry, like, all. Like everybody gonna be calling, like so. Uh, no, I am, 
What was you t- was you talking about me? No, I was not talking about you. I humbly apologize. I'm, I'm just I'm just creating content. Please don't be mad. Okay, so I guess I guess my thing is how um how can you rebound that into a friendship? Now for me that that's happened a few mm-hmm. times where I, I was able to do that, but some some sometimes right not so it much. Is, it depends on what has has happened, like. How open has the communication been? How how open are you to receiving and understanding and listening and not just keeping your own agenda? Like, oh, well, I, I know I know you got feelings for me, but I'm gonna keep doing this even though I know this ain't, you know what I mean? Like, how open are you being with this person? How are you honoring them while honoring yourself? Um, but really just being adult about it. Like, hey, I, I honor you as a person. I value you as a person. And I understand you want this, but I'm not in that space. Just, just pure honesty. And it might sting. Um, but again, do you want to be with someone who would force you into anything? No. And that's the, and that's the key piece. No. Like, at the end of the day, can I be friends with someone who wants me to for literally force me into something that's not for me right now because who's to say that you guys become friends right let's say you become friends and things do like happen because now you're just focusing on the friendship for whatever reason now now like oh this could be a thing who's to say that won't happen you don't know but if you're like no fuck you because you don't want to be with me Deuces, you blocked forever. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna say there, there are some individuals that do that. They take that as a sign of rejection instead of it instead, instead instead of hey, maybe we need to pivot and transition. Yeah, and they and and they take it real hard. Now, I guess I guess my question to you is this: like, if you are a person mm-hmm. in uh, a friends will benefit fuck buddy type of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You're that person that don't have the feelings. Okay. But, but, you know, you you can kind of sense that when somebody starts catching feelings. Mm-hmm. Is it your responsibility to Absolutely. initiate that conversation? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me tell you, but let me tell you why. It's it's being respectful of that person that's being respectful of what you value about that person um because let's say this is this is a friend right you you wouldn't want to see your friend put themselves in a situation that will could eventually hurt them right and that's what i meant when i said you have to not you you have to be conscious of your own standard but recognize that you there's still a responsibility of friendship involved in these situations. And you don't want to manipulate people, right? Because then they can really easily ooze into ooze. Ooze. can <laughs> really move into, I'm going to use their feelings um, to manipulate them, right? It's obvious that they want more. So they're going to give me more because they want more. You know what I mean? It, it's real. And I've seen that happen a lot with people, but it, it's nothing to have a conversation. So listen, I'm noticing that you're moving a little different and I wanted to talk to you about it. I'm noticing that it feels like you may want something more. Let's talk about it because you could be 100 percent off. 
Like you can be off. So you want clarity at the end of the day. That, and see that and see that I think that's my point because yeah. I get what you're saying as the educator, as the communicator, as the as a therapist, as a counselor and all that. I get what you're saying. But let me tell you about my fuck shit perspective. My perspective is right. if if you ain't if you ain't grown up to communicate this shit to me and we and we say it and we create this open space, if you want to live the Nile, I'm gonna live the Nile too. Yeah, I know it's fucked up. I know it is. But I look, but I but, have I guess I guess for me, I have been accused of thinking for other people because mm-hmm. I because I have I happen to notice some 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 things. So I keep quiet. <laughs> so if, if you if you ain't gonna tell me that you got feelings, I am going to operate the same way. Now if you now if you start moving differently, I I am going to lean on um the level the, the the level of my consistent consistency. Like I'm like, hey, I've been consistent this entire time. We said this is what we're gonna do. Um I I have told you about other people who I'm fucking mm-hmm. uh, allegedly. I've told you <laughs> I told you I told you about other people who are interested in me allegedly. I've, I'm uh-huh. I'm telling you, you know, I'm telling you, you know, whatever. Like, oh, you know, this person hit hit me up or oh I'll I that was you know whatever I unless you sit there and tell me hey these feelings have changed and I can no longer support just listening to you because I I had situations where right where I would go in <laughs> figuratively and literally I would go in right <laughs> and, and you know once 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 we once we did the physical act. Then we now it's like oh so how's everything going with such and such oh pretty good oh, I can't complain but if you have feelings and you change and you and you can't talk about me in that in that time where we're naked and vulnerable then you ain't gonna never feel comfortable talking to me so wh- why should I bring it up what do you, oh, what you gotta say about that one there's a responsibility on both sides. Mm. Right. At, at the end of the day, you, there's there's no denying that there's a responsibility on both sides. Should the person be open with you and being able to say, hey, listen, things have shifted. I change. You know, I, I feel a change or whatnot. Um, absolutely. But just as well, if you're not going to say I'm, I'm not going to say nothing because I like I, I like what we're doing. And I don't want to disrupt the flow. That's their same mindset and nothing will grow from that. And I, I, I feel as though the cost of that outweigh everything you know what i mean like the potential harm that it could do outweigh any anything else um so again that's why those check-ins are important and it's not you thinking for the person if you present it as hey i've noticed these things and it feels different from what we agreed to let's talk about it that i think that just opens the door for the conversation. But when you avoid doing that, you're not creating a safe space. You're really not creating a safe space Mm. to talk about feelings and talk about what's happening. So they're not, they're really not gonna do it, right? So if you both have to create a space that allows for that open communication, you have the same level of responsibility in that as they do. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you're right. I just I, right, I, and and thinking about on a very basic level that there's that selfishness piece in not doing it. Well, I I don't want to not fuck this person, 
And that literally, <laughs> that right, but that minimizes them and their experience and their standards, right? You, it is no longer a, a equal give and take. It's more of, it's now one-sided. You got to pour into each other. Even, even, even with sex buddies? Because that's supposed to be, yeah. that's supposed to be like, yeah. you, know, you, know, you know what I equated to? Like, um, for what you're telling me, I equated to this. So, as a guy, you you got you got hair, and um, you know when when you know if you're trying to have waves, you got to work on the waves. You got to brush the waves out. If you're trying to do whatever the hell it is I'm doing it with my hair right now, um, you know you gotta you gotta curl it up and sponge it and and everything like that. So it's work. So in your mindset, you feel like okay, if I go if I shave my head bald, it's less work for me. You know, so I don't have to really do that. So I feel like that's for for what for what you're telling me is that that's the equivalent of, of sex buddies because I learned, you know, in college when I was shaving my head. Shit, that's about as much work, if not more work, than in a real relationship because I still had to shave the head. You know, you know, I had to cut it all low. I had to sit there and get the razor and shave it. I had to sit there and put the the the, the baby oil. I, I didn't nick myself about three or four times. So. It was a lot of work. So you, are you telling me that sex, even sex buddies is a lot of work communicating why you still got to communicate? Yeah. Interactions with people. Like, <sighs> shit, even interactions with them. Interactions, period, take a lot of work. Like, think about your coworkers. You may not give two fucks about your coworkers, but working in Working in an environment with them, there's still a lot of work to to communicate and work together. And you may like never see them again after they quit, get fired or whatever. But during that time that they were with you, you having to communicate, you having to learn communication styles. You have to learn that, you know, all right, I cuss a lot. I cuss a whole lot. Profanity is my love language, mm. but I recognize in in different crowds that's not okay. It's offensive to some people, so I have to shift and adjust to make sure that I'm not being offensive. Because at the end of the day, whatever I'm training, I want you to receive, right? That's literally what happens in all of our interactions with people. Period. That we we there's still a learning element. There's still a giving, and there's still a receiving end. So. Unless you have said, or the structure is between the two people, we don't talk. Mm. We don't text one another until it's time to do what we're going to do. We don't do anything else other than, hey, I'm going to text you at midnight. You need to be over here at, at, at 12, 15. We're going to do what we need to do. And then you get up and you go home. So, so take that it from benefits to, to literal fuck buddies. Yes. But like if, if that's the structure that 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 comes up, then that's it. So in my mind, well, how are you going to notice a shift other than, hey, I know you said we was only texting at midnight and now you texting at like 10 or like, you know, like are, eight in the morning. You, are you asking me to get something to eat before, before we before we do this? Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to eat afterwards. I'm going to walk out afterwards. What do you mean? Right. Like if, if things like that, just, just say, hey. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, you know, just say in those moments, don't let it don't let it happen four or five times. Like, hey, so just so we clear, you did. You know, we said we was only texting at midnight. Are we still doing that? Has something changed? You know, what I mean, because that also right. 
you know, stops communication, stops all com- confusion right there. Like the very first time it happened, like, hey, it's like 10 a.m. And you could do so in a respectful manner. You ain't got to be like, hey, yeah, don't yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm that extra nice guy. Like, I, like I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look at it and be like, Ooh. But I ain't gonna say nothing because I'm like you're well, not gonna be rude. Yeah, but like hey, just just hey, doing it. Well, it's, it's it's more than that. I'm not going to be rude because I have been taught you're not a rude person to to to, to be respectful of people. But right. more importantly, I'm not gonna say shit because I I don't want to fuck up not having sex with you. And <laughs> that's the that's that's a form of manipulation. Is it? It is. Look, I'm just trying to keep the status quo. You know, if if you have an inkling and you're not asking a question, you're now moving like, well, I'm not going to address something because I want this from this person. Right? If you have an inkling that that's not what they want, or it's it's a question in your mind, if you're like, oh, I'm not going to do something because, oh, they ain't going to give me this no more, you operating in, 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 in your own head. And you're not being conscious of another human being. If we scratch the the sex piece and everything else, this is another human being that has like feelings, thoughts, emotions, family, that all this stuff. Like we still have to honor people. You know what I mean? Like you still have to honor people. Now, I know a lot of ancient people. I really do. That operate in is all about me. I don't give a fuck who I hurt or what I do. And like, if that's that's them, that's them. If you don't desire to be that person, don't move like that person. Mm, so you gotta um, take the personal responsibility. Brigitte Giles, sex educator and certified family educator, has just Life told, <laughs> has just told me that um, I, did not. Don't do I, that. I, I am a manipulator and I I'm an ancient person. Damn. Did I say that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, basically. We need to rewind. We're going to rewind. Well, look, I, I, those words. I said that something, a thing that, that you have done or could do is, is a manipulative practice. That's not saying you as a person are uh, a manipulative. No, that, that's, that's true. So the, the, important, yeah. the important thing through, through it all is mm-hmm. to is honor to people, honor people, and keep the lines of communication open. Um, all the time. So, 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 from your your professional opinion, because uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare think that you you've actually had, uh, you know, fuck buddies or friends with benefits. But as as your professional opinion, mm-hmm. you were you were saying, in order to have a healthy and successful relationship, which people don't want to call it that, a relationship as a as having friends with benefits, you still gotta have the same communication level as you would have if you were if, if you were in a relationship. Gotta be open to it. That's a lot of talking. No, so, I mean yeah. but again, again, a lot on the front end. But if in that planning, I just, you know, this is what we're doing. We only talking at this time or whatever the case is, then that's what it is. You can do a check-in every whenever or when you feel a shift. But yeah, I got it. I got it. So to okay. avoid the communication, <laughs> I got okay. you. to oh, avoid oh. the communication, right? Avoid communication. I mean, to minimize the communication. Oh, that no, I'm not going to advocate for minimizing communication. In okay, anything. to uh, okay. to minimize the the 
the frequency of the communication. What? All right. You agree you agree in principle to be someone's fuck buddy. What? Right? And then you have like a little boilerplate written agreement that you write on out, right? And then and then that way they sign it's all there and then you, Maybe ninety days from there when it expires, y'all y'all two decide if y'all want to uh, renegotiate the contract or you want to stay and re up the contract. Yo, it's business over. It's big business over here. No, I'm going to say that to protect yourself, if that is what you feel you need to do, have a conversation with that person about whether or not that would work for them, and if it does, go for it. All right, I, I knew I couldn't trip you up. Okay, you just say you, it. All right, you with it. You with it. No, keep it. Whatever, whatever you're seeking, whatever it is that you want. My biggest piece of advice: whatever you're seeking, be open to communicating that in and being very specific about what that looks like and means for you. Having that conversation on the front end, and soon as as soon as you feel something shifting, being open to saying, "Hey, this is what we agreed to." Is that still what we're doing? Because I feel a shift. Like, what is this shift? Um, and if it's all good, it's all good. But just just holding space for honesty and being honest. That's my biggest piece of advice. Hold space for honesty. Hold space for communication. Even if communication doesn't happen, hold space for it and create a safe space. For mm. I like how you tied it in. Back to your website. So again, first of all, thank you so much for joining me for this for this um um jumbo size episode of it's about damn time pot um <laughs> jumbo. Um so before, before we get out of here, once again, promote your brand. Where can people find you? Where can people enlist your services? Where can people speak to you? I know you got some stuff coming out. You got content coming out. So. Oh, man. I've been working on content, some series. I've been got this freaking iPhone. I've been learning videos and reels and all kind of shit. Jesus. It's great. Yeah. Content is great. It's just this, this phone is confusing. Anyway, on my website, www.bgilescoaching.com. You can find me on Instagram, sexpositive underscore C-F-L-E. I'm still working on Facebook, but you can find me, Brigetta Giles, comma, intimacy and sexuality educator. I don't remember what the handle is. I think it's at sex positive CFLE, no underscore. Not sure. We're going to, Jared, the researcher is looking right now. Hallelujah. Um, And I'm on Clubhouse now. Yay, Clubhouse. Clubhouse, good, yeah. Clubhouse, um, great is, network. So talk about, talk about yeah. your experience on Clubhouse while I'm searching. Um, it has been really fun. I've connected with a few people. I've been in a couple of groups. Um, I'm looking to do um, some tutorials, some just open up the door to have conversations about uh, intimacy and sex. Um, and at, it's at sexpositive underscore CFLE on Clubhouse. On Twitter, it's at sexpositive CFLE. Yeah. Yay, me. So I got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I have some groups, um, a pre-maritimal, pre-maritimal, damn. Pre-maritimal, pre okay, all right. Pre-marital um, intimacy group coming up um, based on uh, the 
um, counseling group program, Elevate. Um, I have um, just opening the door for more groups. Um, I, as always, Blow by Blow is available and can be booked yes. on my website. You plug me there, you do. Um, no, <laughs> virtual. <laughs> can I? Um, virtual options are available um, as we navigate COVID. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about what's to come. So be on the lookout. Yeah, I, I follow you on there. I don't, I don't know what your 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 handle is, but it, it's Regina Giles, sexuality and intimacy educator, as you say. Right? Um, yeah. It don't make it easy for you like to see like the at part, but you know. Hey, you, know, hey, you know what? Type in Regina Giles. I'm I'm the only one. You know, it's me. And, and, okay. You know, it's, it's there. It's there. If it's more than if it's more than my personal page and the uh, the business page, it's an imposter. I promise. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, people, people, people trying to be you. So I, I can see the imposter. So um, pay, attention, pay attention to the real. So um, again, Bridgette, I, I really appreciate you for joining me um, this week on this About Damn Time podcast. And um, you. and you know, you are a friend of the show. So I, I look forward to trying to have you on. You know, some in some other episodes later on. I think you're absolutely amazing, and I love what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. Yay. Thank you. Don't let me blush. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Once again, I would like to thank Bridgetta Giles for joining me this week. That's a lot of J's. Bridgetta Giles for joining me this week on this About Damn Time podcast. Um, had a great conversation. I opened forum, really, just to kind of just talk about sex. You don't really have it sometimes, especially in a, in a, in a safe space. And Brigetta, um provided that. So, again, thank you, Brigetta. Um, If you are as curious but maybe not as open, Brigetta has you at bgilescoaching.com. That's B-G-I-L-E-S-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Um, there you can look at her services, look at things that she may have available, and, of course, it's a safe space for you to explore, enhance, and encourage um, talk about sexuality and intimacy. Now, if you also want to follow her on social media, you can follow her on Instagram at sexpositive underscore C-F-L-E. That's sexpositive underscore C-F-L-E. And, of course, on Facebook at Bridgetta Giles, sexuality and intimacy educator. So, great sources for you if you want that and then following her on social media as well well y'all that's really all that i have for you this week but again next week we'll be privy to another dope conversation from a dope person so until then i'll see you next week